Why can't you read? <laughs> I was just going off of memory. <laughs> That's what you get for trying something new. <laughs> I was counting on you not going off of, uh, not reading it ahead, but I still wanted you to just read what was in front of you, Burgundy. Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are two guys not willing to give up their share of the ob shack, Martin and Brady. Deep down, I always knew it was a facade. It lasted a lot longer than I expected. 4.9 liter V8, he said. 060, and I'm about to find the fuck out. And this week... We watched a movie that nobody of us has ever seen before, but it seemed very familiar. Yes, oddly familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was written by the same guy who did the John Wick trilogy, familiar? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) When did you guys figure that out? I was going to like, as soon as I figured it out, I was like, I was going to text you to to save it. I'm like, no, I'm going to save it for the pod. I saw it when his name came across the screen. I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah, there it is. Same. Same. <laughs> but I didn't know if like maybe you weren't paying attention during that part or something like that's, but that's I this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was not paying attention to that at all. I didn't know until after the fact. All right. Good. I was hoping one of us, uh, yeah, w- was unaware of the fact, but like, as you're watching it, then were you like, what the fuck? Like, this is, this is very similar or, you know, I really or... wasn't, although in hindsight it is, it isn't hard to, uh, see that but i just was very much letting the movie just happen i wasn't uh i wasn't doing deep deep analysis on it at the time did um, Uh, did you guys like it yeah i enjoyed it i was just saying i was just sitting there enjoying the movie i i mean it wasn't perfect by any means but i i yeah i'm uh we'll talk about it more but i just i like bob odenkirk so (laughs) i mean exactly i think uh, i think he's he's uh a, a welcome kind of uh, different different type of action hero, right? <laughs> like you you do not expect it from him, but I think he played it perfectly and did 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 great. And I, I like him and everything, of course, with Better Call Saul, um, and you know, starting off in Breaking Bad. So um, I've, I've loved him for for a while. I we we laughed through parts and chuckled at other parts and things like that. And I think it was at first I was you know a little not a little taken aback, but I was curious like where this was going to go and. I told Jen the synopsis, but I was just guessing as that's what it was like behind like the reason, you know, his past and all of that stuff that we'll get into. But I kind of just gave her that synopsis. I was like, do you want to watch this? She's like, yeah, sure. So, you know, when, when they open up with him getting robbed and you see him like hesitate and everything like that, I was like, oh, this is going down a terrible path. Like, you know, I started thinking about him as a dad and him as a husband and you're just like yeah, this is not a good relationship that he's in. Like, his life is miserable. Yeah, which I think they tried to sell. I mean, the the repetitive uh, repetitiveness of it every day, essentially, or every week, essentially being the same. Um, I definitely thought from the trailer, whatever it was last year or, or months back, that I had a, a general idea of the movie, especially with the name. But I will tell you, it was not... It was different than I anticipated. I was the same. I thought I thought maybe it was just a guy on a revenge tour, but I didn't get I didn't anticipate him having the whole backstory of 
him being the auditor and what right. an auditor was and all of that. I was like, oh. Essentially, he chose the boring life. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, went into blind. I didn't hadn't seen the trailer. I hey, I'm Hutch Menzel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, to me, it, in, in the beginning, it definitely, uh, it, it, it was very reminiscent of, of some other movies, right? So, like, Death Wish, if, if you were going for, <laughs> for that there, it definitely. Yeah, I don't like do a good Bronson. You do the better Bronson. <laughs> I thought it was maybe more of like a falling down type movie. You guys have seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, going Michael into Douglas. it, but I, yeah, I, I, I found out that yeah, quickly it didn't didn't really have very many parallels because he that was just more of a you know like mental breakdown, um, crazy <laughs> yeah. person movie. Uh, I had I got law abiding citizen vibes right in the beginning, um, right with the with the kind of break in, sure, um, and you know you regret not being able to to do anything. Well, and I definitely that, on that note, I actually did. I thought the kid was getting shot for a second. Uh, right in the, and right. so I, yeah. I definitely felt felt agreed. I felt like it had a little bit of that vibe. Yeah, totally. But and I the, forgot the you last... can't kill kids. <laughs> that's 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 a no no. Uh, and then the la- last movie was like you know after, as we got going into it, like First Blood, like the first Rambo movie of just like a guy against everybody, and you know obviously of course the John Wick thing, John Wick thing. But I, I feel like this movie answers the question of like. What what happens if you have a more witty and charismatic uh, charismatic John Wick? You know, like we talked about Keanu just having very little to say and and not really being that. I mean, he's he's likable enough, but there's just not a lot lot there to like to that to that character. Whereas this one, he obviously is a is much more of a of a lively character and just much more of an everyman. And, and like like you were saying, like you were letting on Brady, everyone seems to like Bob Odenkirk. He just does a does a great job. Well, and I, I've heard him interviewed, I think it might have been like on the Smartless podcast uh, episode, and he ta- he's mentioned, and I looked it up too, yeah, and it kind of uh, validated that, that he, he, I guess, had two break-ins in real life in his house, and like s- saying that they were both very traumatic, and, and that he, he kind of lent some of that, like what he was going through and how he felt to... The, the character arc and story development and said like, you know, you always, you always really wish you could have done more. And so clearly it was a type, I mean, again, this is a, you don't know that at the time, but you know, his whole backstory, but I thought that was really interesting. And then also just thinking about how hard it had to be to kind of relive if it was a really traumatic experience to have that whole dynamic in play while you're telling this story, you know, making this movie yeah. and having to kind of go back down that road. But I just think, so Odenkirk, Johnny, do you watch, uh, did you watch Breaking Bad or do you watch Better Call Saul? So I watched Breaking Bad. I, I went through all of that. I tried to get on Better Call Saul and I just wasn't into it right away. Try so again. I kind of, yeah, I have to. It's um, better. Be in the, yeah, you got to be gonna in the say, for it. I'll say it. I'm out there. It's better. It's better, okay. says Brady. It I has gotten I better. I wouldn't say that, but it's, yeah, it's it's definitely each season has gotten better. and it's But it was good from the beginning, too. Like I, I'm saying it has gotten better, correct. It is now. The accumulation better than Breaking Bad was. The okay. end of Breaking Bad had so much like weight that I think the overarching view of that show is a little bit higher than because of how strong it finished that final season. Gilligan crushed it, but I think they've done so much with Better Call Saul that that's developed too. And I just think it shows. I can't wait for it. Yeah, uh, same. It's it's an impressive feat, right? To be able hundred percent to take it and make it a prequel that. Has so much adds so much to the story, and each season, like I could see how some people could consider, you know, it maybe a little bit dull because there is like, there's 
there's a lot of like minutia in it. I, I feel like 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 little details in the show, but that's kind of his style. It's kind of Vince Gilligan's. Style. That's what I he think people forget. People forget that about Breaking Bad. It that's was like that. It. It's yeah, just exactly. the end became so action packed that yeah. like so suspenseful, intense every single minute of every the last like five episodes that I think the like the the look back it's like oh my god breaking bad was like this like it really wasn't it really a lot wasn't, yes. it, yeah. it was a lot more like very over like long drawn out stories across the season great story arcs and he did such a great job of tying it all together and that's what he does really well in breaking bad and odenkirk i think if anyone is just such a crazy choice to be this like dramatic lead and obviously an action lead in this, considering where he came from, is obviously the comedy side of things. And he's, I think, someone who's really turned himself into a really, really great actor because of he's shown he can do just about anything now. Yeah. And I think that's why he said he wanted to do this, because it was just so out of the norm. He did the bulk of the stunts, and I think he said it was either an actor or a stuntman was like, you know, you don't have to do that. Like we have people that'll do that for you, and he's like, "No, no, I want to. I I yeah. want to do this stuff." If I was if I was cast in an action movie, I definitely be like, "Yeah, give, give me the trainer. <laughs> let me do." I think he's trained for me, two or three learn, years. Yeah, let me learn some uh, some some whatever, some karate, some taekwondo, some some moves. The main and, uh, uh, the main trainer was actually one of the bad guys on the bus. Okay, I think it's the guy whose teeth he kicked in. Yeah, who knocked in, and I think he was in. Uh, he Wick, was in John Wick, right? He looked familiar, and I was wondering if he was um, one of the directors or producers. He's, or he's just—I think he's just, just a guy in Wick. But I think he was a trainer for this. Was he Alfie's bodyguard, like the head bodyguard? Um, I don't remember for sure. I think that might have been him because I don't I remember, remember that guy's go- name, and I can look him up, and I don't know that it's gonna—that's gonna tell me enough. So yeah, but yeah, he—he he looked very familiar when I saw him, and. Like that whole scene was just that was enjoyable because it was just like yeah, I, like he wasn't he wasn't invincible to the point of like can't be stopped, but it still was like he's going to end all of these guys like he told him he would. Oh, I love it! He walks back onto the bus <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> after getting know. thrown through the window. Yeah, yeah, that's why I feel like this whole this whole movie is kind of like it's almost like more of an explanation of. Uh, if you ha- if anyone had any questions of John Wick, like I feel like this one kind of explain- explains it. It's like oh, there it's like a switch, and you you know he tried he tried to go to the life a li- live it straight, but you 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 kind of get bored with that, and you you know you want to once you turn it back on, it's it's hard to it's hard to kind of get away from it. You know, kind of like the Hurt Locker type of mentality too, right? Like it's you're yeah you're in you're in war, you're in this like heightened state of of awareness and 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 fear of everything, and then. Just to go back to a normal life, it's probably it's it's very mundane and, and hard to uh, adjust to. I had a technicality that I wanted just to one. Bring up. Well, it was it was a, a big one early on. I'm saying it had there were some. Yeah, there <laughs> were some technicality. <laughs> yeah. I, what did he do with all the trash? Because he kept missing that trash every single I week. I, I thought the same thing. Like, does he does he take it with him somewhere to dump? Yeah. It, or? Is he dumping it someplace? Does he have a, a dumpster? Does he call another service? Like. His his house should be full of trash all the time, <laughs> and put it out the night before. I'm no. gonna say, right. man, you gotta you gotta take you gotta put it out the night before. If you gotta add to it, you add to it. But you get you, you get it two out there. Kids too, come on, make them do it. Speaking of the kids, did you uh, did you guys? I, I doubt you wouldn't recognize him, the son. But did you know what he? Did you recognize no. his voice? Mm-mm. He is the voice of Marshall in Paw Patrol. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Gage Monroe. <laughs> I'm sure he I'm sure he plays it up <laughs> to uh, be much more cartoonish than than he was in this movie. But that's it, was, it made me laugh because I was just curious if he was in it. He did look vaguely familiar, but I looked him up and I literally don't know anything that he's in. But I saw that and I'm like, well, uh, I guess he's in our lives whether we knew it or not. <laughs> I thought that was so random. He's trying to make a go of it in uh, you know live action stuff. So yeah, <laughs> and I do like that he had like the whole like panic room in the basement ready to go and that you know that whole scene and just like the gold bars stashed somewhere oh, yeah. and a basement set up to you to know go burn back. if you if you put on the uh the record player which i, I was really curious how that worked <laughs> like which, yeah i liked it make sure the kids don't put on that i mean i know there were a lot of records in that room but make sure the kids don't put on that record <laughs> yeah that yeah. one stays uh stayed out it stays out of sight there was a nice touch though i don't know that i've seen it was good yeah i'd never anything, i, I, I kind of uh, liked it i like that like that but yeah the uh especially they kind of harken back to it at the end when they're looking at a house and he wants to know if there's a basement after he gets the call so i asked jen this question and i pose it to you guys so if you found out that your significant other was a trained assassin and somebody broke into your house and tried to you know they threw you into a panic room and then all of a sudden they just come back and they're like let you in and there's just dead bodies all over and they're (laughs) like hey uh go find someplace safe are you coming back (laughs) <laughs> are you just running and keep keep moving my question was like how did they did she know anything nothing like i feel like they had moments they, where it seemed like she knew something yeah he's like i miss our old life there yeah. were references to like but but i feel like there was a middle ground there <laughs> they, they definitely did not explain it well right she didn't uh she, maybe he just meant you know like many like they used to just have more fun when they were probably before the kids or no, I mean, uh, she was stitching him up she right knew, it's like she knew that he, she'd done that before or something like that was what the implication was so I, I that's how I, I agree with you but then it still seemed like it was uh when she's like she, what is this it's like don't you know like you, i feel like you knew but maybe not. right and then uh i i saw something because i i had actually it's funny i saw this because i had a thought i was like wow connie doesn't yes. uh didn't really have a lot to do here just kind of uh is this where she's at but it said she signed up for essentially a small role in hopes that this could turn into like a multi-movie um got it yeah i didn't recognize her at first i agreed agreed we are we are all on the same boat there because even jen was like is that who is that and i go that's (laughs) connie nielsen she's like oh wow (laughs) speaking of not recognizing right away it took me a minute on christopher lloyd Oh, really? I, I, he's right away. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. he's great. I love older. Fit, you know, he's yeah. he's winding he's winding down for sure. Yo, he's, never, uh, you know Doc Brown when you see him. <laughs> <laughs> but we never answer your question, Jelani. Uh, so your question is: Would we come back if if we were put in you, that situation? You mentioned trained killer. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, I, he's, I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm coming back. I feel he like, will oh, find that's, you. That's kind of cool, right? <laughs> and protect you. <laughs> I, I, in fact, might might like it more. <laughs> I think it's kind of badass. So uh, his brother from another, uh, Riza. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I'll tell you when the in the when the movie first started, they they were showing him, and there was like a cool song. Uh, like, please don't let me be misunderstood. Yeah, Nina Simone. Yeah, right off the bat. And I saw Riza listed. Like, he can't, his name came across the screen. I immediately was like, oh, I wonder if he did the music, too. But he didn't. 
when he does music, like, I mean, he does more of, like, he did the one for uh, Blade Two. I think he did the music for, and then he did the Kill Bills. Kill Bills. And I know he's got his own like style yeah. of like the Shaolin, uh, right, or like the old school type of movies, and so I totally get that part. But I, I almost just wanted. I I thought the movie the music was kind of good throughout, actually. And uh, I was almost disappointed at the end afterwards to find out that he didn't do it. Yeah. Are you saying he likes samurai movies? Like we well, and all I'm pretty stuff? sure he. That's a very, <laughs> very well known that he does. Yeah, yes. Right. But, um, um, but has he acted in other stuff? I can't think of anything that he's in, but I feel like yes. I've seen his name in movies. Johnny could probably give you like three movies right out of the gate. Yeah. Give, give me some right off the, right out of the bat. All right, Johnny, so give me Rizzo's best known. His best known four. for? Oh, all right. I'm like going to go Man uh, with the Iron Fist. Man with the Iron Fist 2, <laughs> Derailed, and American Gangster. So here's here's tough because one of his known fours is Kill Bill as a composer. Um, Which we, we mentioned, so we'll uh, give you a half Amer- American Gangster is one of them as Moses Jones. Yeah. The Man with the Iron Fist as Blacksmith. And the fourth, or second, if you're going in order, is Ghost Dog. Oh, way uh, of the samurai, I've where he is, one, yeah. where he is samurai in camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Jim Jarmusch movie. That's actually a pretty, pretty decent movie. That's when I yeah, was, when we were in college. The funny part about his role in American Brick Gangster. Mansions, he was in Brick oh. Mansions, GI Joe Retaliation. So, I'll come back to that Brick Mansions in just a second. In American Gangster, he is on Russell Crowe's team. Uh, as one of the cops, yes, I remember, and him he now. has a, he has the giant Wu Tang tattoo on his shoulder, <laughs> which just seems out of place in the 1970s. A little, little anachronistic. <laughs> but Brick Mansions is a remake of a movie called District B13. It's a French film. It's really is that the one when... in South Africa with the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> That's District Nine. <laughs> Neil, couple Blanche. more districts down the way. One of these times, I'm going to get it. <laughs> Awesome. But uh, District B thirteen was when the you know the parkour phase was really big, and so it capitalized parkour. on a lot of that. So they remade it, and they got Paul one Walker. of the guys from yeah. I was just gonna say they got one of the guys from the original, but then they got Paul Walker to replace the other guy. I remember and, Paul Walker being. I don't even know if I saw it. I just remember. If you want to watch it, watch District B thirteen. It's it's again. It's just an action film. It's how a, old is it? Two thousand. Ooh, precedent. <laughs> Again, it's it's just it's on the lines of like the Raid Redemption. It's not as frenetic as Raid Redemption, but it's just it's just another action film, like French action film, but a lot of parkour and a lot of you know guys jumping around and doing crazy stunts like that. The director of this um, did that hardcore Henry movie, which you guys were talking yes. about. Yes, I'd never seen it, but I've never seen it either. I just saw the preview once upon yeah. a time. I have seen it. Yeah, I, it's I interesting. It pretty terrible, but just different, watching. right? It's it's all from a first person view, so yeah. it's it's very like video game style. F- yeah, frenetic again. I guess would yeah. be the word just because of the way that they shot. You can only use that once a night. It's, <laughs> <laughs> is it? It seems kind of gimmicky though. Like, does it get old? Yeah, because you never see who the protagonist is. Yeah. Like, I don't think he ever like looks in the mirror or anything like that. Oh, um, you gotta give one reflection shot. Yeah, reflection's gotta be happening. In some like a, pu- a pool of water, come on. <laughs> but to tie it back into Brady's District Nine, uh, Charlito Cooper is in. Charlito Copley, not Cooper. Charlito oh. Copley is in uh, Hardcore Henry as well as District Nine. Of course, nice, nice connection. <laughs> that means we have to do it next week. 
<laughs> That's our tie-in. <laughs> uh, I actually do remember liking that movie, I will say. Not Hardcore Henry, but... District uh, 9. District, <laughs> District 9. Yeah. How over the top was the final, we'll call it, like, battle scene here? He really set everything up, you know. He set the lair up. I kind of... Oh, I, uh, another movie, Home Alone, came out. I said it, too. Mind. I wrote it down. I said Home Alone slash Equalizer, Last Stand, kind of... <laughs> They did the same thing in um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Like that's it's just one of those things where you know when the action films come to like oh we got to have a final stand let's build a place. <laughs> I do like the fact that he bought bought the business from him so he could do that. <laughs> like he uh, what, now get out the you know I will say he really he he had a great uh, forecast of the way things were going to go because he really had some perfectly set up stations. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, you know, rebar being shot out of a, a cannon at perfectly three separate spots worked worked very well. Yeah, the shotgun on shotgun shells on the wall, shotgun shells on the wall, which were all like just boom, 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 boom. Just he wasn't planning on help from you know his brother and his and which his he dad, needed because he brought but, so many ruskies. Right, <laughs> you brought a lot of shotguns, Dad. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, I guess that that makes it. Like he probably wasn't going to make it without them, so I, I like that. I like that he had help, you know, because when it becomes just one man versus everybody, it's it, you know, and and they just continue to to win. Um, it, it gets a, a little crazy, but I like when you have some help. What what, what was right? Did they just not explain it at all? Like how how he was communicating with. Uh, yeah. the RZA right, through like, like the radio. If it was a radio, you would think you'd have to like do that over and like press buttons and stuff. Like but they he were unlocked just, like, a, it and then was like talking to him, yeah, the whole time. Which I guess you can do. I know you can kind of keep it open at all times. Um, so is the RZA days, playing but... the music? Is that what was happening? That's the way I understood it, right? And that... then he's like the DJ, but he could talk to him. <laughs> well, he was learning to play, like because he was in hiding or whatever, like just to pass the time. He learned to play. A, I think it was the violin or whatever. And then he was like, you're getting pretty good as at that. As one would do. Right. I mean, you got time on your hand. If you're in hiding, you definitely want to make noise and uh, <laughs> draw attention to yourself. Well, I'm sure he's in a remote location <laughs> where there's, you know, he's like in Montana or something. So Clearly. <laughs> That's where I'd go. I just was curious about <laughs> that. I just tell everybody where I'd go? That communicating. Did you and Kevin buy that spot? <laughs> exactly. That's why I thought it was a good idea. Oh, God. I... I, I no chance is that a good idea. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was something that I had as an unanswered uh, for me anyway. I just didn't really understand if that was if I, what I was missing there on like how they were uh, just no yeah they didn't give you much on it but I I just feel it was yeah the thought was that he was also retired and just yeah. somewhere instead of like trying to have a family somewhere he's just like I'm just going to go off the grid and that and but I still want to keep in touch with my brother so. And I will just be at the ready whenever yeah, right. he the, he takes a break into his private office. Yeah, or they just have, <laughs> you know, they, they know that that's their time every day or something like that. Who knows? True. So on that vein, though, like, could you see – so I, I, Connie Neal said, like, do you think they will make another one of these? I don't know how it did. I don't know if that will have an impact on whether they would make another one of these or a trilogy or something like that. But I did feel like it was potentially – I could see it. I could see another one. And it – I could see a little more Riza too. Like maybe he's out of hiding. Yeah, him and Christopher Lloyd are Nobody's. out of hiding. Come on, guys. That's good. <laughs> that That's is, good. That's not bad. That's good. <laughs> if they make a second one, right? Nobody's. I feel like it could go the way of Red too. Did you guys ever see Red? 
of course. And I saw Red I too. So I have not seen the sequel. Yeah. Red was Red was mildly entertaining. And, right. Uh, they got a lot of big names, and Red Two was not as good as the first one. Well, we yeah, know, we we all know how I feel about you know cash, cash grab sequels, <laughs> cash grab so, sequels. You know, I mean, if this one's if, if if they go the the line of John Wick two two and you know make the world interesting that that, that they're opening up to, and maybe maybe even taking a page from like Better Call Saul, where you kind of do like flashbacks and and show some old scenes of of where he came from. I don't know. It could be, it could be could be interesting it just has to be done well and not just you know shoot him up for the hell of it for, so he could know, be for a bad plot hutch could be managing a uh cinnabon in uh, omaha yeah, right that's what, exactly <laughs> exactly what i mean so something like that with some tie-ins left don't and right a lot of plot i'm not i'm not i'm not that I, i'm not that uh i'm not that greedy like i don't need it to be you know uh, oscar winning i agree and that's why i think but i need something i need something that 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 draws me in and makes me feel like this is a believable and and interesting story and then i'm in for all the action well that's what i think this did you know they they were able to make the wicks the multiple wicks entertaining for you so yeah i think uh i don't don't know i could see it and i could just see i think i think you bring the rizza in to a bigger role connie probably would demand a bigger role if that's what she was kind of angling for from the jump right yeah we find out that she was an auditor too and no. Right. And that's Auditor where I think, I think to realtor. It, yeah. Like wide open of of like where she can where she could be a much Marshall or small. We know Marshall's got some some skills. <laughs> He's going to put out <laughs> fires and shit. <laughs> He's bringing in Chase and Rubble and all the whole crew. <laughs> Don't forget Rocky and Zuma, Everest, Sky. Come on. Man, good call. Good job. I've I've like tried to forget that stuff. Have you guys seen the movie? There's a movie now. No, Pop no. Gonna, movie. I'm hiding not, that from my kids' visibility. Oh, it's too long, right? You like the short and sweet. I just don't want. I, I I was happy to get off of uh, the Paw Patrol oh, oh, world. So if we could not veer back into it, I'm fine with that. Bluey for life. For Bluey me. for life, man. <laughs> give me give more Bluey. Give me another 51 episode season. My kids know of the movie. I told them though it's on Paramount Plus, so we can't watch it. Oh, nice! Did they text Kevin and ask him to download? It? <laughs> it's so funny. We're gonna be like, oh, it's on a, it's on the wrong streaming service. Kids are gonna start like hating, either hating a streaming service or like just or well, wanting us to buy get, that one. Getting them to hate Paramount Plus is a solid start. <laughs> Why do you even exist? <laughs> it's a whole lot of blue bloods. <laughs> That's what I assume. It's for like the older generation to plow through the original, all the CSIs like Matt, and the Matlock, uh, CSI and, and CIS. And actually, now that I think about it, Kevin definitely has a subscription to that. <laughs> I know. Jag, he owns don't forget Jag. Every, oh gosh, <laughs> Jag New Orleans, or is that still is that something different? I can't keep track. <laughs> But you mentioned uh, the music. Did you like? Did you like the music? Like it was kind of. I, did, I thought they songs. did a really good job. The Nina Simone was solid to start, but I thought there was multiple yeah. well placed songs throughout. Yeah, um, and I think stood I, out. I wish I would have done a. I, I wish I knew more and I did a better job of like actually trying to like take a note on that. Yeah, the one that stood out was when they just started playing "Heartbreaker." Um, Pat Benatar. Uh, Nothing wrong with car. Pat Benatar. Yeah, and I mean, I, I do like Pat Benatar. It's just like it's just a fun. It's just fun when you do that, right? Like play like a. I don't know. Again, it's just maybe seemed like it's kind of out of place for that, but it just it just lightens the. Well, they it had, makes it makes it more fun. And they played and Sinatra. <laughs> Sinatra yeah, was a they? throwback to Wick, right? They, that was in both, I think. What was the Sinatra song? I don't know. The Sinatra and John Wick too. 
Yeah, and this they they played the same song. I think. Yeah. I, just, I think it was my way, wasn't it? No, not my way. Shit, you. Oh. I, I need to do a better job. Sorry, guys. The uh, <sighs> did you did anybody get uh, old school vibes from the the neighbor when he got the the car and he's like uh, <laughs> yeah Frank revving Tank. it up and, and taking it out for the spin. I'm like, this is old school all day. <laughs> taking the well, restrictor was- plate off. <laughs> I was thinking more again because I knew at that point was the John Wick connection there, and then also I thought it was funny that it, you know it's not a dead dog but a kitty cat bracelet, something like you know something so small that just sets you sets you off. And, and yeah, that was a little this, much, like, but yeah, it, it might have been a, l- a little bit much, but it just you know pissed them off enough. But that I, I do like the way that they explained because yeah, in the beginning you felt like like why wouldn't he like why wouldn't he snap right back and just hit him with the golf club but like then you find out later cuz he saw that the barrel was empty so he, he right. you know he felt, that he was felt bad a, for him. That was an awesome touch yeah. that I just think was such a veer and I just thought that was a really well done thing because I just no one I think he, everyone thought they knew what was happening in that scene, right? That yeah. he just like chickened out and he just was afraid and yeah. It turns out that he was so dialed in that he knew there were no bullets, and and right uh, the opposite. And I like that when you get more information, exactly you look at it diff- very differently, and that's a cool way to do it. Yeah, and he kind of took pity on him, right? Especially when he after he went after him and saw that you know they were only doing this because they needed the money. Yeah, so just you know having having those those skill sets to dial in and understand like that gun had no bullets. They didn't really know what they were doing. I also enjoyed the kind of the the reveals, you know of who he was, you know, and the the blackmailer or the the Russian uh, started to like dig into him and, and tried to find him out, and then they're like, "Oh, he doesn't exist." Or they had to go down in the basement, and then she the like, chicks like, "I'm out." Yeah, just throws all the stuff <laughs> down and <laughs> walks away. He's like, "Don't need to pay me. I'm done." And same with the guy at the tattoo par- parlor too, right? He's like notices whatever the seven and the two. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. I, I was curious about that, so sleeve. I I got. Uh, the tattoo on his wrist was seven of spades and a two of diamonds, which is statistically the worst possible starting hand you can be dealt and hold them. Yep. Uh, since they're the lowest two cards that cannot make a straight, and both of them are off suit. And in tarot, that would readings, be sorry. That would be any seven and two off suit, though. Uh, well, yep. I wasn't done before you interrupted. Um, in tarot readings, the spade slash sword is linked to bad luck death and violence while diamonds slash coins are linked to money translation this man dealt in death and violence for money i, I love that I'm, I'm so glad you looked that up because i was just i i should have i should have done the same but that's great that makes me enjoy exactly exactly why there was such a reaction to <laughs> to it at the time yeah that was uh that was great the other thing that i loved when he smashed the guy's windpipe in and he sees him choking there, and then he he takes out the straw. I knew exactly what he was going to do. I'm yeah, like, we all did. out of me. I'm like, that's what I've always wanted to do that on somebody, just to know, just to be like, oh my god, somebody get me a a big pen and a, and a pocket knife, and I can save this man's life. I've seen enough. As long as you know where to make that cut, you should be yeah, fine. I think I, I don't know. I, I'll I'll do a couple. Probably if you mess up. The same thing's going to end up happening yeah. anyway. Right. <laughs> and then I just get sued for it later. But So my uh, my uncle is a retired uh, Air Force medic. Oh, boy. And... Take technicality. <laughs> well, no. It's just funny because we were watching a movie. It was the one with Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon where she's the ghost. And she's like the doctor and, and living in the house. And he has to perform a tracheotomy on somebody. 
and they do it at like a restaurant or whatever. And it's just funny because I was watching that with my aunt and uncle when they and he, my uncle's like, no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> He's like, that would have just punctured a hole in the guy's throat and he would have bled out. But it's just funny to watch like somebody who knows what they're doing. Are you just <laughs> actively looking for parades to rain on or <laughs> trying to yuck yums? Still Martin's Thunder over here. Yeah. <laughs> So you wouldn't you wouldn't attempt an emergency tracheotomy on anybody? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm with Martin. <laughs> all right, all right. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, remind me not to choke around you guys. I was gonna say, just so you know, Jelani, we're going for it. I'll do Heimlich first. All right. I'll skip Fair. right over it and be extra coming. Exactly. That's what I'm afraid of. Someone's like, "Did you want to try the Heimlich?" It's like, "No, no, no. I got this." <laughs> There's an Exacto knife in the drawer. <laughs> Should be a pen in the second drawer. <laughs> and the other thing I loved is that uh, he goes, you know, he burns down all his art, all of the uh, main guy's uh, art, and he sees the Van Gogh, and he pulls it <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that, I would do the same thing. I would was that, take was that the only Van Gogh? Or was <laughs> I know, I would think there'd be some other ones that you might recognize, yeah. but just the fact that he liked, there was I liked one that, that he appreciated. Yeah, I didn't know until afterwards. It was, yeah, it was his bedroom, uh, like Van Gogh's bedroom, so like a fairly famous one. I just like that he... Uh, he went so brazen there towards the end, you know, like he was when he was kind of out. I felt like it was going to be a more clandestine attack, you know, kind of like how he poured the gas in the sprinkler. Nice touch, yeah. by the way. Nice Haven't seen touch. that before. Yeah, that was good. To burn everything and then to show up to get, I guess he snuck a Claymore mine into uh, the Russian club and got a pri- the only table in the floor while our man was up there, uh, do- you know. Actually, a good yeah. callback to the people be like, should you really be up there uh, singing? And sure enough, he's up there completely distracted. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought that I, 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 it definitely had its flaws. I, I felt it was very entertaining. I laughed. I laughed when he was sitting in the car and he's like, I'll be outside. And then he's just sitting there with his fingers crossed like, <laughs> come on, follow me, follow me. And I'm like, yes, he got him. Oh, I like the lean back too when he was in the alley and he, ha- he went uh, full recline. Yeah. That was, uh, I thought that was a great one. Yeah, and, and yeah. So the there were some nice touches in the. Uh, in, so I, I kind of feel like our 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 man, our writer man, has uh, has Derek some. He, he's got some ideas. They, they play. He, he does show, have. He a showed few. it throughout the week. He's pulling out new ones. Yeah, he didn't completely I mean, some, regurgitate the whole thing. Right. I was gonna say there, you know, there's definitely there's definitely some you know re- recycling. Like like what are the odds in both times that. He, they happen to be, and John Wick happens to be at the gas station where the the Russians come up and they see his car and they want to they go back and rob him. And what are the odds that that in, in this one that the Russians were going to crash into whatever like a uh, the thing that they crashed into and then get on the bus that he happens to be on? You know that like happens to be the the brother of like the most famous Russian crime boss. You know, interesting process to how they got there. They drunkenly crash into a median barrier right next to a stop bus. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, that that part was just. A little I thought they whatever. were coming up to like get after him. I thought that that's, they were I mean, totally. That's what I thought in the beginning. Yeah, as well. and then it was yeah, yeah. Them just partying. How many luxury vehicles do you know have fire extinguishers in the trunk? <laughs> yeah, that seemed like very prepared, right? Like right, like, like somebody like, was prepared for something, but always a b always be prepared, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like the Boy Scouts, right? Ironically, I, mean, I don't have a fire extinguisher in my car. Do you guys? I had a, a bigger issue with why have a car flipping over when there's when the protagonist is just hanging out in a trunk where he would clearly die without issue. Like the that part was unnecessary to me. 
I know that that's crazy. That that's that's the part I'm hung up on. You don't need to have this car flip over where he would die automatically. You could have had him just crash into a pole or something. Where he maybe gets banged up. Yeah. Probably still dies because he's in a trunk. That's what I was told. If you're in a trunk and get an accident, you're probably going to die. I've ridden in a trunk a couple times. but um, (laughs) (laughs) Do we dare ask the story? It was a good story. Um, Ironically, it was my own car. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He owed some guys some money. (laughs) Do you have a panic room in your basement? I just couldn't drive. Um, (laughs) Okay, maybe I'm getting more of it now. There was a lot of people. I couldn't drive. I was like, I'll take the trunk. Um, Logical, logical choice. For the tallest guy in the room. But All right, got it. <laughs> I just felt like that was just a little unnecessary. Although I did lead to a nice touch that they kept coming back to, uh, where he would just like start to tell like kinda like spill his guts a little bit and tell like tell about his life only to find out that the person has had died or was like not listening. Yeah. It was like I oh, enjoyed that. I've never met a black Russian before. It's like, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> I- I do. I definitely like that. Like, because you, you always you you, you want to get some of that backstory stuff, and the only way to get it is for them to kind of monologue and kind of po- poking fun at that. Like, you shouldn't be yeah. telling these people of the stuff that you're saying, but they're they're dying anyway. So yeah, it was, it was kind of. I just I thought it was great. He looks over and is like, yeah, they didn't get any of that. It was fine, <laughs> but we did. It was great. Right. Exactly. It was it was a neat. I thought it was a nice touch, and they did it two or three times. So it's a good plot device for sure. Good technical term. <laughs> I liked it. I don't know. I'm uh I'm in. If there's a when they make nobodies, I'm uh I'm 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 in. I'm going for it. I just think that's what we call this episode. <laughs> I was going with like Keith Sweat. <laughs> what don't call nine one one? I don't get it. I don't get the Keith Sweat reference either. Well he sings nobody. Oh. Come on, Jelani. <laughs> I feel like I just watched your disappointment rain over you. Yeah. I watched you. I was looking right at you, and I, and I just watched it happen. I'm gonna never forget it. <laughs> I'm gonna never forget the visual of you being you mad at yourself for letting that go. For letting that one. I'm go. not You'll saying forget. it's a good it's a good name. I'm just saying like I can't believe you didn't even get the reference. I thought that was at least like it was at least there. I, I get it. Maybe you you just went twisted probably in your head. Is that where you were? Actually, I was uh, listening to. Uh, Summer Soul playlist, and so the key sweat is I want her. That's the last key sweat I've been hearing. So that was what I was thinking of. I'm like, <laughs> how does that play in? Yeah, we all enjoyed it. So if you check it out, and hopefully there will be a sequel. Uh, Derek's got some ideas, as we mentioned before. Uh, he built them out in the John Wick series, and so this was a good turn. A little bit more humor, a little bit more fun. Definitely check it out. I don't see anything showing on Riza's uh, upcoming, upcoming. Uh actor list so yeah it might it might take a little while it's a little it's a little new yeah but i guess that would mean to find its audience i think even know yeah i think that's part of it i I think you probably in a non-covid year if this has a if this does well like in the theater it's like an automatic green light and they do another one or they they talk about it and they're like all right now make us another one type of thing but i yeah i have no clue it might not even have done it's not even out widely yet i mean um so But when it is, if it's available, strong recommend for uh, an entertaining night when you're into all of the Kill Fest movies that we can't stop watching. Yeah. I, yeah, I just feel like they needed to like market the fact that it's 
tied to John Wick somehow and get get this, some of that audience because, like I said, I didn't. Maybe it's my fault for not watching the trailer, but uh, I just I feel like they there, there should be a way for it to find its audience, and I don't know if it has yet or not. So, as always, please subscribe so we have more followers and rate and review us so we know what you think. You can find us on the gram, the Twitter, and the Facebook by searching our O U R not A R E Film Fathers. Thanks and go to bed. Do svidaniya.